Coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants podcast. Today, our goal is to convince you that the job timer is your friend and a friend of the whole family. We'll discuss how long job time should be, when is the best time to hold job time, what happens when job time is up, and how the honeymoon first week affects the job timer. We'll talk about the other ways the timer can be used for bedtime, fixing behavior problems, creating good habits, and motivating academic success. But make sure you listen to the very end where we will share with you the best secret yet, how to make your family vacation a roaring success. You won't be disappointed. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. So the final paper is due for a large class at Harvard worth half the grade. The professor has made it very clear that the paper must be turned in by 2 p.m. on the dot. He stands at his office door as 2 p.m. approaches, collecting papers from the last few stragglers. As the clock strikes two, he turns to go back into his office when a student runs up to him last minute, paper in hand. Professor, professor, the student says, I'm so sorry, please. I'm only a few seconds late. Will you please make an exception just this once? Sorry, says the professor. I was very clear about the deadline for this assignment. The student gets angry and says, do you know who I am? No, says the professor. Good, the student says and shoves his work into the stack of papers and runs off. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is the job timer. Again, the idea is we're going to try to convince you that the job timer is your friend because I think having a job timer kind of has this militant feel to it. Yeah, Maybe it, it seems bit... like, oh gosh, you're going to stress your kids out. I'm I mean, giving you a deadline. I'm giving you a deadline and we're mm-hmm. going to use this timer. And and But y- you had... Hannah, you had a completely different experience as a kid, though. Yes, I did. Did you think that maybe a job timer might not be as harsh as some people may think? So my parents were awesome. They always had us have chores. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I learned was from them because I took what they did and went, okay, how can I improve off of that? Well, I think that's the the goal of every parent is to take take what's good from their parents and And improve on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but if they hadn't done what they had done, I, I wouldn't you know, be able to do that. So anyway, but they had us do jobs and it was more like, okay, this is your job, get it done. I distinctly remember dishes. I was somewhere between the age of six to 12. Uh, We lived at this house that didn't have a dishwasher and our family was large. I think there were about nine or 10 people in our family at the time. So there were a lot of dishes after a meal and we would just rotate. People would take turns doing the dishes. So if you did dishes one meal, the next the next meal, it was somebody else's turn and we'd rotate. And I remember, uh, you know, just dreading with doing the dishes. But when it was my turn, what I would do is I would, I'd go, oh, I'm never going to get this done. And I'd, I'd kind of feel sorry for myself and get overwhelmed looking at the pile of dishes. So I would 
be there in the water, the rinse water, swishing it around and, and making soap bubbles. <laughs> and then, then putting the cup in the water and seeing how I could pull water up in the cup out right. of it. Right. I remember doing those experiments. <laughs> yeah. Poking at the bubble. See how far you can poke in the bubble before it pops. And then just staring out the window, watching other people play. And, and the job would take, I, I, you know, this is my memory, but it seemed like it would take me three hours, three and a half hours. And in fact, once I think I, I remember my parents coming in and going, you're still here? <laughs> what are you doing? And it, what happened is because it would take me ex- really long to do the job, not because the job took really long, but, it, you know, there was no deadline and I would just drag the job out. Yeah, maybe hoping somebody would come in and help me or somehow the job would go away or something because it took me the better part of a day to do it it actually made the job seem more overwhelming and made me dread the job more heck yeah it than, seems like a huge <laughs> overwhelming job is it a it, three and a half hour job or whatever you said yeah I can see re- that would be reali- in, in reality it was a 30 minute job but it took me three hours so it seemed bigger than what it was a lot mm. bigger than what it was seven times bigger than what it was and so my perception of the job got worse the more I did it because I'm like oh yeah this is an awful well, job the more you it, didn't do it yeah the more <laughs> I didn't well I would do it eventually but but it was like being tortured yeah you know standing there for three hours not allowed to do anything else and <laughs> and it wasn't my parents fault but the point is it would have been better if there was a time limit hey Hannah you have 30 minutes to get this done if you're not done in 30 minutes here are the consequences right that would have and, been so much better. Yeah, actually. or here's the reward. Either way, then the job would have gotten done fast, and it actually would have built my confidence of, hey, this isn't so bad. I get it done in 30 minutes. Well, now, okay, so fast forward now. You and I are married, Hannah. And we have kids of our own. And we have kids of our own. And they have the same issues. If you don't set a job timer, if you don't set a job timer, your kids will roll on the carpet, you know, they're supposed to be cleaning the living room. They'll just be rolling mm-hmm. on the carpet, just kind of miserable, not really playing, but maybe kind of playing, but knowing they're supposed to be working and and just kind of miserable. Yeah, it's not play because it's miserable, but it's... And it's, frust- it's, it's torture watching them. Yeah. <laughs> now, from a parent's perspective, it's torture watching oh, them. Oh my goodness, just do it's your job. It's torture for them. And yeah, minutes. it's like, come on, good grief, get it done. But that's what happens if you don't have a timer going. Right. And it actually makes because the them... Because de- the job goes on forever. Yes. And it, and it actually does the opposite of what you would think, where it actually makes them dread the job more if you don't have a timer going. So I remember when we were first married, well, not first married, but we a few years into our marriage, and I, I think we had two, maybe three kids. This is in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they were all very young. It was, two, he would have been two, two, one, and newborn. Yeah, and I remember at that point we we were really pulling our hair out because the the house was it was a constant mess. And but I would come home at six o'clock or whatever it would be, and I still don't know how you did this. So you'd have dinner ready, and we would eat dinner, and we would get manage to get the kids to bed, and we would look at the house. And it was just this disaster. And we were both exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I'd worked a 10 or 12 or whatever hour day. Cause, you know, when you're when you're first starting out, you know, you mm-hmm. have a tendency to work longer hours. Yeah, and, you were a young, you were a well, young Well, I also employee. had a commute because it was LA. And so it was just, 
But and I knew you were exhausted because you'd been dealing with three little kids all day yeah. and, and nursing. And That's actually the most overwhelmed I've been as yeah. a parent was when my oldest three were all very young. That was mm-hmm. really, that was really hard. difficult. So, but what we decided is like, we're not, okay, we have to, cl- we have to clean this up. It's just so much of a mess. If kids wake up in the morning, it's just going to get more of a mess. Things are going to get ruined. Let's just do a 20 minute. So let, let's set a 20 minute timer and let's just get, get as much done as we can in 20 minutes. I'm tired. You're tired, but I got 20 minutes. I can, I can at least straighten up for 20 minutes. And so we did, we set a 20 minute timer and Hannah, you and I both, we just got to work. We'd bust and, a move. And you know, <laughs> I, I would do the dishes or you would do the, the, the counters or, or I was doing the living room floor, whatever it was. We just, and we kind of triaged that way mm-hmm. and we got it done. And well, well, actually, it, 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 we wouldn't necessarily get everything done. We'd usually get the most important things right, done. Right. But a lot of times we'd be on this, you know, we'd had we were moving, we were getting things done. And I'd kind of feel excited after the 20 minutes and go, well, let's just keep going oh. and let's 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 just finish the counters and let's do that and do that. And you would say, no, no way, no way, no. When that 20 minute timer ends, we said we were going to stop. And and you explained to me at that time, because I was kind of an overachiever always. Kind and of. yeah, we're both overachievers. <laughs> and maybe I'm not totally over that. How many kids do I have? <laughs> but but I would want to just keep going. Oh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And, and you would say, no, we told, we agreed that we were going to do a 20 minute timer mm-hmm. and you can't lie to yourself. Yeah. And what did you tell me? Like you, if you, no, you're absolutely, that, that's exactly right. You can't lie to yourself. And this is why if you tell yourself, like when you're low on energy and you're trying to motivate yourself and you make a goal, you have to stay true to the goal because if you lie to yourself, you won't believe yourself next time you're tired and you're trying to motivate yourself. You won't believe yourself. Yeah. And so we had to be like, nope. 20 minute timers up. We have to stop. I know there's more to do. There will always be more to do, but when we're tired like this and we're trying to accomplish a goal, yeah, well, it doesn't matter what, what you're doing. You have to, you have to be true to yourself. You, you cannot lie to you yourself. You can't lie to yourself. But especially when you're setting goals, when you're tired and you're trying to accomplish something that you previously weren't able to do because you have to, you won't trust yourself anymore. And yeah. so the next time you go to make that same goal, you'd be like, it won't, it won't have the power to motivate you. Yeah. Well, I used to make goals all the time to go, okay, I'm just going to run one mile. I'm just going to run two miles. And I'd be like, oh, no, I should keep going. I should keep going. And I'd use that should mm-hmm. a- or after the time. And I'd ke- I'd make myself keep going. But you are absolutely right. I started it. My trust in myself oh, started breaking yeah. down where I'm like, I knew that I wouldn't really. Well, no, that goes back to, the, to the, the, the the correct principle of, of when we talk about goal setting a few podcasts ago about goals should have a deadline, and you should adhere to those deadlines. But I want to go back to you know when we were doing this little job, this twenty minute mm-hmm. job, twenty minute cleanup is what we called it. Yeah, it was cool though because a couple of things happened. One, there was this sense of teamwork, but also that synergy because we were both working we at, were the both same working time. at the same time. And then eventually, we noticed that Tia, our oldest wanted to be involved as well. And so we would give her jobs during that 20 minute cleanup. Yeah, you do how, this, you do this, I'll do this. And that's how job time was born in our family where we're like, oh, this is brilliant. This is really good. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, from that point, we've tried a whole bunch of different variations of that. And we've discovered, uh, well, that's what we're going to share today. It's, it's some, of the, some of our thoughts on how to do job time with the job timer and how the job timer plays in with this. And first of all, daily jobs, 
we found out they should be between 20 and 30 minutes. Because we tried, as, as our family grew, you know, we had more and more jobs, more and more things to do, but we realized we, we tried making job time longer. Remember, we had it like at 45 minutes at one point, and it was just too long. It was, it was too... People lost steam after, yeah, after 30 20 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes is that really that sweet spot. <clears throat> 30 minutes kind of seems to be the max. Where 20 minutes... And, and 10 minutes wasn't enough. You, could, you couldn't get anything done in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, let's do a 10-minute cleanup. And we realized, no, that's you barely make a dent. 20 minutes, though, you're like, oh, we okay. We really got some of the main things done. And that 30-minute mark... That's kind of like the you're running out of steam at that point. So that's kind of the max. It, maybe it's like ripping a Band-Aid off where you have this job. Do you want to rip it off slowly for an hour or do you want to just <laughs> 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Well, no, let's there's get that, the done. law of diminishing yeah. returns, though, too, where the longer it takes, the less effective you become. You know, that whole concept. Yeah. Of, yeah, you can do the same task in two hours that you could do in 20 minutes. So the best thing is, in 30 minutes, we're going to work hard, turn on some music. Everybody, go! Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forget. We turn, we turn on music. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's not a party, but it's kind of like a party atmosphere. Of, it's a big team. Uh, maybe it's a big workout. Yeah. You know, where you, you got your, your music well, going and everybody's working together. And, we're all, we're, and it's cool, though, because the whole house gets whipped into shape, and it's, it's kind of magical. But yeah. It's, but it's that team, and we keep harping on this, it's that team effort, that team mentality of everybody's working together to achieve a common goal of making the home run properly and, and be organized. Well, and that whole working together at the same time, it, it's encouraging because you feel like you're actually accomplishing more than what you are because all around you, the whole house is transforming. Yes, oh, yes, 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 and, I love that. And so it feels like you're like doing this magical thing of cleaning the whole house when everybody's working together. And it, it's it, that's the synergy that we're talking about. Where and it's also one thing that I also hated about the dishes job was, um, <laughs> in my family, when you had the dishes job, after the meal, everybody would go watch TV or a movie. Oh, but but not you. You have the dishes. Oh. And you'd be in the kitchen all by yourself Cinderella. while everybody <laughs> was having fun. And so it, it, it kind of demoralizes you a little bit. Right. Whereas if, if there's a timer going and everybody has to work during that time and they are we're all working as fast and as hard as they can, mm-hmm. it definitely adds to the energy and to the motivation. Right. So. But. So how do you determine how long, because when we're assigning jobs, and we talk about that in another podcast too, where you, you make a map of the whole house and then you divide all the jobs up, how do you determine how long a job should take? And we figured this one out, that this is easy. The rule of thumb is how long a job should take is how long it should take you as a parent. Because if you as a parent can do it in 30 minutes, so can your kid. That's the whole concept. Yeah. So if you have a kid saying, mom, I can't get my job done in 30 minutes, then then you as a parent, what you do is you go, okay, let me do your job during the timer mm-hmm. on one of the days. Like give them something. Out. And if you can't do it during the 30 minute timer, then yeah, they, it does need to be cut down. Or maybe you need to be more efficient. But really, if you as a parent who knows how to clean and to work, can't get it done in 30 minutes, then it's too long and your kid can't either. So that that's the rule of thumb. And if it takes longer than 30 minutes, split it into multiple jobs. You know, break it into, if it takes an hour, for example, break that job into two jobs. 
It's it's really that easy and sign it out to two different people. There you go. Well, that's why we don't make recommendations for people saying, oh, doing the dishes and wiping the counters should take 30 minutes. You have to figure that out for your own family right. because you may have one of those massive kitchens, you know, with a, an island and, yeah. and, and, you know, have a giant dining room and a breakfast nook and all this. And it might be too much for one person So if you have a huge house, vacuuming might be two jobs instead of one, Mm -hmm. but use the timer to figure out how many jobs it's going to be for Mm -hmm. your family in your situation. The timer's your friend. The timer's timer's how you calculate the fairness of jobs. Right. Oh, and that's the other thing. When you're you're divvying up the jobs, you you try to make them all about the same length. That's the idea because all the jobs pay exactly the same. So they might as well be roughly the same in... The amount of time that it takes. Yeah. So that's the idea. You think think it was like a big sheet of, of brownies and you cut them all into the equal pieces. And then some people may get more pieces of brownie, but all the brownie pieces themselves are the same size. That's the, the idea. Yeah. All the jobs are the same size. You may give somebody more jobs, but they'll get paid more. Right. They'll get more brownies. They'll get more. And so, and that's how that, we, we've been talking about daily jobs, but weekly jobs, exact same concept where we determined that a weekly job really shouldn't be more than about an hour. Same same idea, because you kind of fizzle out after about an hour. I mean, it's once a week, it's a bigger job. Maybe it's mowing the lawn or edging or, or detailing the car or whatever. But really, an hour, once you kind of get into that hour and a half mark, hour and a half like this, the absolute out. It can't be, a weekly job should not be longer than an hour and a half. But really, it should be about an hour. And if it's less than an hour, you know, maybe it's like 30 minutes, combine it with another job. Make make the weekly jobs about an hour. Is That seems to be the sweet spot for, for weekly jobs as well. Mm-hmm. And so then the next question is, when do we hold this job time? We, we kind of bounce all over the place with this, but we, we keep coming back to this because this seems to be right. Any meal the kids are home for, they should participate in the 30-minute job time right after the meal. We suggest holding job time after every meal. And that we've tried all these different ways. We tried it at the end of the day. We've tried it before dinner time. We've tried it first thing in the morning. And the easiest, it really, it works really well. Hold job time after each meal. If you're there eating, then you should be able to be there to help clean up. It just, that makes sense. And if you're, so you have the bathrooms and the bathrooms aren't that dirty. Great. Just straighten them up. It takes all of five minutes, but job time should be after every meal. Yeah, so I've had situations where I have most of the kids home because I'm doing homeschool and the house gets a lot messier if you have all the kids home during the day. And so it actually, it, you actually need everyone to straighten up after well, each meal. Just otherwise, by, by the end of the day, if somebody were, walks into your house, it look it's it's a real like... Yeah, it looks like you haven't cleaned it in a week, (laughs) okay? Because I've tried this. I've tried, let's just try doing job time once a day. And But if the kids are home all during the day, like maybe during summer vacation, Mm -hmm. you do. You need to straighten up more often through the day and after the meals. Because there are people making messes. That's just how it is. Yeah, and so after the meals makes sense because you have people working during that time anyway. So just let's, hey, your zone, make sure your zone straightened up and cleaned after each meal. Right. And it just kind of maintains the house. And, and that's maintenance. I mean, that's really what we're about anyway. Yeah. We it shouldn't be making constant messes. But And this is the thing we've noticed, though, Hannah, is that when one mess happens, 
it's it, it, it's, it's like, contagious. It, it spreads, and it's the weirdest thing. But if you clean up that one mess, it prevents other messes. People want to keep it clean. Yeah, it's they the want to keep thing. it that way. But if you put one thing on the floor, it's like an invitation to throw more things. So the nice thing is, if you do the straighten up after each meal, it actually makes it so job time is super fast. Yeah, because like five minutes fast. Yeah, so yeah. and it makes the jobs less overwhelming. You don't have crusted dishes. You don't have right. You don't right. have spend messes. ten fifteen minutes right after the meal. Get the dishes done. Get the counters wiped because then it doesn't have time to deform that. You know. Yeah, and so hard it, crust or whatever on the counter. It actually or a spill in the kitchen. Yeah, it's like it's I like cleaning that. your room once a week versus spending ten minutes every day or five minutes every day, where it never turns into that almighty disaster. Where you're like, oh, it's my day. I got to clean my room. And, you know, whereas when you're just doing it every day, you can prevent it from becoming out of control like that. Now, but the thing is, though, you and I, well, you, Deanna, learned this, boy, maybe a decade ago when we were sending the kids to public school. And you learned. Oh, the, I learned it the hard way. <laughs> well, no, but then, you you know, like. I want to. I want you to share with that what yes. you, what you learned about okay. what not to do. What not to do. Okay, so when my kids, my oldest kids, were in elementary school, you know how there's that mad rush in the morning to get the kids to school, right? And you're like, okay, you got to get dressed. Okay, we got to make breakfast. We got to pack the lunches mm-hmm. and and Where's it's my this, homework and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got to and... sign this, mom. Uh-huh. And and there's all this going on, right? You know, there's this mad rush. Oh, we've got two minutes. Get in the car. You know, you'd get them to school, and then you're like. Whew, Okay, they're at school, and then you drive back home or walk back home, and you walk in the house, and it looks like a tornado hit. There's the the dishes, all the breakfast food still out, the table's dirty, uh, none of the beds are made, there's clothes strewn everywhere, there's paper and junk from people's backpacks, and you you go, oh, I got to get this cleaned up. So you're like, you you work up the energy, and you start working, and it, it can take you all day to, to get the house, you get the house all clean and order. And by the time you're done, it's about time to pick the kids up from school. They come home from school, throw their backpacks down and they want a snack. Make they a want a snack. Kitchen. And all of a sudden, all that work you did cleaning the house, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And that's all you did all day was clean the house. Okay, this is a rookie mistake. You do not need to be doing this and you should not be doing this. Your job as mom is not to be the the family maid. Let me explain to you what, because uh, I've like I said, I've done public school, I've done homeschool, I've done both. The next time, years later, when I did public school again, I was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, they need to do their jobs. So I carefully calculated out a schedule that worked where the, when my kids left to school, the house was cleaned up. And this is this is a schedule. And if, if you have your kids in public school, make note of this. Uh, so what I would do, their school would start at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So here was the schedule. I would wake up at six o'clock and I would make a nice breakfast. Okay, no, pancakes no, you're, you're and I. This, Anna. You would make a fantastic I make awesome breakfast. breakfast. Okay, like an orange smoothie, orange juice smoothie, and bagels with with cream cheese and hash browns and eggs and bacon and sausage and pancakes. I like to and, eat. Okay, with, and berry syrup and like th- this wasn't just a good breakfast. Oh wow, you poured cold cereal. No, this was like a breakfast. This is like an IHOP breakfast. Like. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I, I yes. like to eat. Yes. Okay. It was so, really good. Anyway, so six o'clock, I wake up, I get breakfast going, right? Mm-hmm. And at 6.30, so a half hour later, I wake up the kids, say, okay, guys, everybody clean your rooms. So they need to make their beds, mm-hmm. get their rooms cleaned, right? You have 15 minutes. And during that 15 minutes, I finish up breakfast. So I had 45 minutes total to well, make now, breakfast. Now, if the kids had gone to bed on time, that would be a great time for them to wake up anyway. If they remember the, uh, the put your darn kids to bed. If you put your kids to bed at like 7 or 7.30 the previous night, getting them up at 6.30... Perfect time. As a matter of fact, they may even wake up on the. Actually, I remember our kids waking up on, waking yeah, up on their yeah. own about that time. If you put them to bed on time, it, put it's, your darn it's kids great. To bed. <laughs> and you don't have whining or crying going on. So they wake up, they have 15 minutes, clean your rooms. And once their room's clean, I, you, uh, 6.45, I go inspect the room. Okay, you come to breakfast, you come to breakfast. Mm-hmm. You better finish that. I want that bed made. We're starting breakfast right now. Right. And so then you have 15 minutes for them to eat, sit down and eat breakfast. So from 6.45 to 7 o'clock, they eat breakfast. Okay, now it's 7 o'clock, the meal ends, everybody clears their places, and you say, okay, I'm starting the 30-minute timer. Go get your your chores done. Mm. You know, take care of your zone. Make sure it's clean. I'll be doing inspections in 30 minutes. Go. And everybody rushes, goes, and, and gets their gets their job done. Now, I tried it. Well, hey, you're, I'm not taking you to school unless your job's done. But that actually created stress for me because the schools are such um, sticklers about that because they lose their funding. <laughs> and so they'll um, you'll end up in the principal's office after, you know, so many absences or whatever. And I didn't, you don't want to have to deal with that. So instead, uh, if they don't finish, they pay you money to do their job. Basically. But that makes sense because yeah. if you're going to be cleaning up after your kids, they should be paying Yeah, you. you should have some money. Go get your nails done. I don't know. but <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so it makes you feel better if you get dumped with that. Anyway, so they have 30 minutes to get their job done, which is a plenty of time. And uh, hopefully it won't be that messy if right. you did short time before. It shouldn't take a half hour. No, but, no. But you do set the half hour timer. You do set the half hour timer. In case timer. the job needs more time. So at 7.30, job time's over. Then from 7.30 to 7.45, they get their clothes on and their hair done, brush their teeth. And at 7.45, you take them to school. And they're at school and on they're time. On t- yeah, they're at school on time. This was the perfect, perfect schedule. It was the perfect amount of time to accomplish all these tasks and like I said, you may not make like pancakes and stuff for breakfast. This may be a generous amount of time, you know, but it was plenty of time for me to make the food. And uh, sometimes I, I would assign, sometimes I would make breakfast or lunches, pack lunches myself, or sometimes I would make it somebody's job to, to make lunch. Pa- have pack, a half hour. pack everybody's lunches. So, so it, it, it was, a, it was very good. But the nice thing, I drop them off at school. I'd come home. And the house was sparkly clean. All the beds were made. All the rooms were clean. Breakfast was cleaned up. Mm-hmm. It, it, things were vacuumed. It looked great. Guess what? I was able to do uh, reading lessons with my, my toddlers. I was able to take them to the park. I was able to get my shopping done. Mm-hmm. I was able to do other things rather than being the family oh, maid. Okay, so I want to go back to the whole rookie mistake that we were talking about before yeah. where, you know, it's a mad rush to get out the door and the, the mom or the dad comes back home after dropping the kids off and the house is this giant mess. And you cleaning it by yourself takes all day yes. instead of 30 minutes of everybody working together. But on top of that, you mentioned where, where they, they end up spending 
mom and dad end up spending all morning cleaning rather than, I don't know, going to the gym or writing yeah. or, or planning menus or or reading, like you said, reading lessons or, or developing their own ta- habits of, of, of piano playing. Like they end up being the family maid. Yeah. And that's not your job as the parent, and, especially and, not your job as the mom. Where yeah. all these kids get off to college and they're used to their mom cleaning up after themselves, and they get there and the RAs are like, uh, "Yeah, your mom's not here to clean up after you." You know, ha ha. Yeah, funny what joke. does it, yeah? What but does that, this teach your kids is, if you're cleaning up after them all the yeah, time? Yeah, exactly. The rookie mistake. You, you, it's a big mess. Your kids leave this giant mess behind as they race off to school with, for you to clean up. What does that teach them? That what they're doing is more important than what you do. And and that, and, they and, don't that ha- and that they don't have to clean up after themselves, that someone else will clean up their own messes. Like, what a horrible message that you are telling your children. What a, what a horrible thing to teach your children that they are more important than having to clean up after themselves. Yeah. That they don't have to care for their own things. Well, also... And that mom and dad are subservient and somehow they're maids. Like, whoa, not what we want to teach our kids. No. That is not... And maybe people don't think about it, but that is literally That's what, what you are teaching your children. By, by letting them get away from having to clean up after themselves, that is what you're teaching them. And I have a, I've, I've made that mistake with my high school students because high school students, they're taking AP classes. They're in, you know, a club sport, you know, they're, they're playing sports and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're tired and they're stressed and stuff. I'll be like, oh, I'll just do this for them. I'll just do this for them. And what happens is they end up treating you like dirt. Because they end up maid. treating you like dirt because you're their maid. No, no, you okay. And you, you, no, no, you, you, you uh, it's no, your job to do this, but mom. But you had that experience when you actually were a maid as a, as a teenager, Hannah. Remember you? Yeah. You cleaned houses for people, and you charged good money. You did a great job. But I remember you telling me that it was weird because the people who were hiring you treated you as subservient. That you were somehow below them. Yeah. Because you were doing this menial task. Yeah, I was of, doing their vacuuming and cleaning their toilets, the pee off their toilets. And, and somehow and, that made you a subpar yeah. citizen oh, in their eyes. Yeah, I was. I, I ended up uh, becoming the junior miss at my high school. Mm-hmm. I was crowned junior miss. And so I show, my, my best friend had spent the night... Because she was in the pageant, too, and she um, got most talented or uh, the award. We were super excited. And I said, okay, come with me. I got to go clean house first thing in the morning. It was the next morning after the pageant. Mm-hmm. And so if, to be fun, I wore my crown that I had gotten the night before at mm-hmm. the pageant. And the lady was like, oh, what's the crown for? And I said, well, I was junior miss. And she goes, you were junior miss? And I said, yeah. And and she's like, what high school? I said, Lake Region High School. She goes, oh, well, I know girls who were in that pageant. You were the junior miss? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, and it was, it was because I was her maid, she just couldn't put two and two together that I could be anything but better or, or... No, you are relegated to the social status of maid. Maid. And I couldn't be anything better which in is, her eyes. Which, You're the toilet cleaner. Just, you can't be junior miss. Right. And there's, there's <laughs> so, a disconnect in our society. Yeah. But that's, the, that's what I'm talking about where kids think of mom and dad is that way. And that, is, and that was our experience. And that was your experience, Hannah, for sure, was your kids were treating you like you were a subclass 
yep. person. Yeah. That and you so were, when you were cleaning up after them, when and you it were, didn't matter how nice them, the kids were. If I did this, it yep. taught them this attitude, which is entitled. entitlement. Yep. And it's I, I, but I've made this mistake thinking I'm being nice and thinking, oh, I'm helping my kids out. I'm doing service. You're not. And it, You're doing it, them it a disservice always, by cleaning up after it always has backfired into an entitlement attitude. Well, let's go back to that concept. Do not do for others what they can and should do for themselves. Okay, repeat that. Do not do for others what they can and should do for themselves. Can your kids clean up after themselves? Absolutely. They're, they're perfectly capable. But the second question, should, should they? And yes. Yes, they should. So, next question. What do you do when the timer beeps? So here we've had job time. Everybody's racing around doing their jobs. Time to move on to after the timer beeps. And we call this the mercy rule, where the timer, we actually, we think of the timer as actually merciful. You mentioned it, Hannah, when we were first mm-hmm. start, when you were first starting out as a kid, you wish you're like, oh, if I'd had a timer, it would have been merciful for me because I wouldn't have been doing the dishes for three hours. But we also think that, you know, with, with money pants, it's merciful for, for the kids because the job doesn't go on forever, but it's also merciful for the job inspector because how fair is that for, to make the job inspector wait for two hours for somebody to roll around on the carpet <laughs> um, waiting for them to do their job? No. Because you can't relax until that's over. Yeah. I mean, and... Your job isn't over until they've you've inspected. So the job timer actually is a, a merciful thing for both the, the child and the inspector. But I was thinking about it too that the, uh, the, the timer is also an element of trust. And I guess we'll talk about that in a minute where it establishes for the kid, wait, job time does have an end. Yeah. The, oh. If I work hard, it will end. And yeah, it's it's not going to go on forever. So even if they don't do it the the first time and they do goof off. They realize, oh, wait, that's it? That's it. And oh. the timer There's a limit. Ends. There's an end. There's an yeah. end to this. Okay. So... If a kid can't finish their job before the timer beeps, they lose the pay and we as the parents hire a substitute to get the job done because the job still has to get done. Yeah. And job time can't go on forever. Well, here's actually, right now we have Trixie as our job inspector. Normally it's a parent, but Trixie, for whatever reason, is able to... Well, she's 17. She's borderline. No, but she's not manipulated at all. Normally if you have... Caleb did a great job too, though. Oh, I don't remember that. Normally if you have other kids in the family doing the inspection, the other kids will bully them. And, no, and Caleb, was, Caleb was captain of the football team, Hannah. He yeah. didn't take any guff from anybody. He's like, nope, not done. <laughs> okay. Trixie's a lot more meticulous than yeah, Caleb Trixie, was. Yeah, Trixie's very meticulous. She's like the perfect inspector. Anyway, what she does, she sets the timer five thir- uh, right now at 530. Mm-hmm. And she, she'll, she'll uh, say, okay, everybody, job timer started. And they know she means business because <laughs> that 30-minute mark, uh, once the timer beeps, she'll start on one end of the house and start inspecting people's mm-hmm. areas. And she'll, if they're not even close to being done, she just says, sorry, you don't pass today and gives them an X. But if they're close to being done, but not quite done, she'll say, okay, you know what? You've got a vacuum here under the couch. I see a lot of stuff under here. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't passed. And also those windows are really smudged up. That has to be done. I'll be back in five minutes. I'm going to go inspect other people. It better be done when I get back, right. those two things. And so she'll go through. She'll inspect every everybody's jobs. She'll either pass them off or give them a couple notes. She'll go back through one more time. If they're not done, when she goes and makes her second pass, which is about a five-minute time period, mm-hmm. if they're not done, then she says, sorry. Yeah, um, you, get, you get one round of notes. You get one round. And they're like, oh, but I was on... 
No, I gave you those corrections. You had five minutes to do yeah, it. After that the was first it. week, they should know what their job is anyway. I mean, it's there in the app. It says very clearly there's a detailed list yeah. of all the things that are expected. She's been doing inspections for a week. Like, there's really no excuse. Yeah. They should know by the end of that first week, that honeymoon week, what is expected of them for their job. So the thing about Trixie is, like, when she first started becoming inspector, like, her one sister's like, you're just being mean. Why are you, you know, that looks good enough. And, uh, you know, and she tried manipulating her sister. And Trixie's like, no, it doesn't pass. But if you argue with me, you're going to get a fee. Okay. And we and, backed her on that. And, and we backed her on that. I'm like, sorry, you need to listen to the inspector. Mm-hmm. They, they knew that Trixie meant business, and it better look nice. Right. Me, on the other hand, I'm the worst inspector the family <laughs> has ever had. And my problem is, and, and, and pay attention, know your, know thyself, I guess, but I am very easily manipulated or put on guilt trips or I feel sorry for people. And it is very hard for me to be the inspector because of that. And so what I would do is I would set the job timer. Okay, I'm going to be doing inspections in 30 minutes. And mom, but I... <laughs> I tried or I I need more time. And I'd be like, okay, I'll give you 15 more minutes and I'll give you. And and then job time started dragging out and people started doing sloppier jobs Mm -hmm. and and they don't respect you. Okay, so if you set that job timer, don't lie about it. If you lie, people don't respect you. You have no more trust with yeah. your kids. Yeah, nope. if you, they, they won't go. Oh, she's so kind. No, they just don't respect you anymore. No. Okay. And so, so don't. If if you give in, it's actually lying, and you have to think of it that way. And what that means is they won't believe you next time, yep. and they won't respect you next time. And it may hurt this time, but guess what? Next time the job will be clean and it will be done on time. And so you have to do the hard thing. Take that lesson from me. That's what will happen if you're lenient and you you don't stick to the rules. You actually undermine that relationship of trust yeah. with your children. They're like, oh, mom's doing the inspections. I, the I, can do, I can do a sloppy job and get away with it. It's the opposite of what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. You're not actually in, uh, uh, developing a friendship. You're actually teaching your kids not to trust you. Yeah, because or respect you. mom and dad are liars. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I think it helps too, though, to set an actual timer. So the kids see you, boop, 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 on the oven timer. They can hear mm-hmm. it. Uh, they can go look at it. You yeah. know, or the, you know, the egg timer where you twist and turn and they can see it counting down. When you're first starting out, I think that really helps. And then yeah. for it to have it beeping, beep, 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 or whatever it is, that really helps ingrain the idea of a specific amount of time. Like there's a limit and this is it. And mm-hmm. the, I think that works really well. But, but expect your kids to go, oh, complain or whatever the first couple of times. Absolutely. But if you stick with it and you're meticulous, mm-hmm. that's how well they're going to do. That's the standard that they're going to go to. And we're going to cover that in a future yeah. podcast, that first week, the, the honeymoon period. Yeah. Or we call it the 30-day challenge. We'll, we'll cover that in a yeah. future podcast. But make your standards high so, and they'll rise to it. With, but going back real quick to the idea of, of with Trixie inspecting, she gives everybody one round of notes. And then she goes and inspects everybody else's jobs and then comes back for that second round. Well, if you have a smaller family, like one or two kids, if you go inspect somebody's job and then go inspect somebody else's job, you'll be back to the first person in like 30 seconds. So that's not enough time. Instead, what you do is if they don't pass the first time, say, okay, I'll give you five more minutes and just set the timer. Now, set a five minute timer for them to get five more minutes to get their job done. So, but then that brings up to the point, uh, brings us to the point of bottlenecks. What do you do about bottlenecks? And I think the example is like, 
the, the do, clearing the table and doing the dishes where, you know, Jerry's supposed to clear the dishes and Alice is supposed to wash them. 10 minutes has gone by and Jerry still hasn't cleaned the dishes. So, or cleared the dishes where. Yeah, we've Alice, had, we've had that happen where a kid is supposed to be doing the dishes and the person is dilly dallying, clearing the table. And all of a sudden they bring all the dishes last and minute. there's five minutes yeah. left and there's like three loads of dishes. And that's not fair. Yeah. Well, uh, Alice is supposed to be cleaning the dishes. She's been th- sitting on her thumbs the whole time. And now all of a sudden there's five minutes left to go in job timer. And Jerry finally decides to do his job and give her all the dishes. And we're like, okay, that's not, that's fair. not fair to her. So what we decided is oh, just set it up, set it up ahead of time. Say, Oh, Jerry, if you haven't cleared the dishes within the first five minutes of the job timer, sorry, man, you lose your job. We're going to have to give it to somebody else. Cause Alice is waiting, you know? And if you're dilly dallying or for whatever reason, can't seem to get it together. Sorry, dude, you're going to lose your job. That may seem like, oh, he's like, hey, hallelujah, I don't have to do my job. But with money pants, that comes with some serious consequences. And here they are. First of all, he's not going to get paid for the job. Well, whatever. It's only 25 cents or a dime or whatever it is in your family. But then he loses his job bonus for the week. Okay. The job bonus is a bonus that kids are given if they don't miss any of of their jobs Mm -hmm. during the week they're they're 100 consistent in getting their job done and what it does is it doubles the amount of money that they get for their jobs yeah it's it, mathematically it is one-fifth of their earnings for the week that job bonus is one-fifth of their money for the week so yeah. the threat of losing that is huge we've actually had kids cry in our family we're like yeah. no Please, anything, I'll do anything. It's Not like, the red X. Yeah, the red <laughs> X is the, the worst possible thing a kid can get on their point chart because it means, yeah, no um, no, no bonus. bonus. So the first time you get it, it's no bonus. But then in, on top of that, they somebody has to do the job. Right. That substitute needs to be paid. And who's going to pay that substitute? The person whose responsibility yeah. it is. So, so Jerry... By, by virtue of not being, a, by being excused, saying, hey, man, you, you, you lost your job. He doesn't get paid for the job. He loses his bonus and he has to pay for a substitute, somebody else to do his job. And that costs him money. And all of a sudden he's yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute. It's and like, it, we call it the triple threat. Where well, and it, substitutes are paid more. It's not just. Right, it's, it's like two it's, or three times more. Yeah, too. because it's somebody else having to work overtime. Yeah. It's overtime pay. Right. And it should be. It uh, should yeah. Be and, and mom and dad don't pay that. You do. And we have kids <laughs> clamoring, waiting, you know, waiting in the wings for somebody to mess yeah. up because they want that. Ex- that That's good money. Overtime yeah. pay, the double or triple time, that's good money. That's and what that, you want. And you offer those substitute jobs to whoever's done with their job mm-hmm. first. You're like, hey, you're done with your job. Do you want a substitute? Do you want, you know, and, and they have the option. Hey, And if it's a tie, we just offer it to the older yeah. kid first. And sometimes, you know, maybe they're too busy. They don't want it. Great. We'll just move on down the list. Yeah. But yeah, you have to have your own job done first. Before you can substitute for somebody else's job, but there's always that kid who's like, "Hey, I need, I need more money. I'm, I'm saving up for this or whatever." And they're, they're ready. They're like wolves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I want to point out though, make very clear though, the person who's getting paid, they get mom and dad take the substitution fee from Jerry, and then mom and dad are the ones that pay the substitute. So that way it doesn't engender that feeling of yeah. hatred for the substitute. Yeah, and the app does that naturally. Right. However, if if you're not using the app, but you're using this concept, it's important that they they pay you the substitution mm-hmm. fee directly, mm-hmm. not the kid that's substituting because we found, yeah, that makes them resent the right. other kid. Whereas, no, you're paying me. Okay, I'm going to hire 
a substitute. For some reason, that disconnects them from yeah, the that hatred. The, <laughs> yeah, the resenting the other resentment. person. Resentment. Yeah, their hatred, resentment. So, but just going back real quick to bottlenecks. Ideally, you don't want jobs to overlap anyway. You, you want to try to orchestrate the jobs to make sure that they There's, there is there is no overlap. But it's the house is all integrated. There, there's there's a possibility that despite your best efforts, you may have a bottleneck. And so if, if you do, you just got to set it up very clear. Hey, you know what? If you don't finish this part of the job that Sally's depending on, then we're going to have to give your job away because she's got to get her job done. Just just set it up, mm-hmm. make it clear. But then I want to go back real quick to the, the whole concept of the honeymoon period where that first week, you still want to set the timer because the kids... Oh, the first week when somebody starts a new job. Starts a new job or you're starting Money Pants for the first time or you've changed jobs around when somebody's starting a new job and they're learning a new job, you want to give them that grace period. You still set the timer. You still set it for 30 minutes. The timer isn't longer, but when the timer beeps, the inspector is going to be a little more lenient that first week on how strict they are with inspections, where it's like, oh, good. You made the couch, you made the couch, you vacuumed the rug, you picked up the toys, but along the edges is still messy. I expect that to be done tomorrow. And then the next day they're like, okay, you made the couch, you cleaned up the toys, you vacuumed the rug, and you did the edges great. Now, this time, tomorrow, I want you to make sure you wipe all the baseboards. And you just add a little bit more to the job until it matches with that checklist. By the end of that honeymoon week, the, the job should be up to stuff. It should, yeah, it should they match. should get done within the 30-minute timer yep. and be complete. And then in a future podcast, we're going to talk about how to use the timer with toddlers and and. How, how job time works with toddlers, because we have that down to a science. Yeah, we, we have ways of using the timer that really motivate toddlers and keep them going during a job time. So we'll share that in a later podcast, and you, you'll really enjoy that if you have younger kids that you're trying to teach to, to do big jobs. <laughs> now, if you're still skeptical as to the value of a timer and that it's actually a good thing, not a militant, nasty, horrible, harsh thing, Maybe we'll give you a couple of real world examples here, like school. Classes have timers. You know, the class ends. You've got the teacher's <laughs> got forty five minutes to teach the material. Homework, you know, has deadlines. You need to get your homework in by this time. It's it's not because you're trying to be mean. It's because the world. That's how the world works. You have to have deadlines and timers. Well, what and, if it didn't? What if school could go on into the night and you didn't know when it was going to end? Oh, those are the worst. Actually, I remember Caleb saying that he would have football practices where they didn't know when they would end. Oh, They'd right, because going. the coach wouldn't how, stick to. How do you give a hundred percent? If you don't know when it's going to end, like you have to know, think of a marathon. You're like, oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to the finish line. And then you get to the finish line. I'm like, way to go. But I'm sorry, I have to break it to you. We moved the finish line a mile down the road. You're like, what? Ah, you know, could you imagine that? Well, that, that's yep, horrible. that's what happened to him. But so, yeah, his, his, this one particular coach, he, he wouldn't end practice on time or even close to on no, time. Like, we're talking hours. Yeah. Later. Like, and this is football. How are you supposed to give... You have to budget your energy. You know two hours. Okay, I can give 100% for two hours. But if you don't know, yeah. it could be two hours, Well, hours, and then he couldn't hours. make plans for after uh, either because yeah. he would have homework. And it was just really stressing him out mentally going, okay, when is this going to end? <laughs> so in sports, they they a lot of sports have timers. I mean, some sports have even implemented timers to make it more exciting for, for the fans. But like, think hockey or basketball or, or football <laughs> where... They have very specific timers, and if you don't if you don't adhere to those, you, you lose the game. If you in football, there's the whole concept of, of time management, where you're like, oh wow, we've got 15 seconds left on the clock. What are we going to do? 
you know, the, the timer is... It ups the ante. Yeah. <laughs> I just always thought it was funny, though. What if they put a timer in for, you know, like golf or baseball? <laughs> Where he goes... Here he is at the ninth tee. He's got five more seconds to, to make his tee shot. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, that's a tough blow. He's going to take an extra stroke for that one. <laughs> could you, could you imagine? It would change He's, the game of golf. <laughs> there's a penalty for him, you know. Or, mm. you know, baseball. I know you remember you had that experience. Oh, yeah. When I, uh, the first time I watched a baseball game, I was a kid and it, it, they were going to have a 4th of July fireworks show as soon as the baseball game concluded. And I was super excited and we we're watching the game. And in the beginning of the game, they got tied two to two. Three hours later, they were still tied two to two, four hours, five hours, six hours. And finally, after six hours, my mom and dad were like, sorry, we got to go home. You know, we had little kids with us. And and so we went home and didn't get to see the fireworks that year. It wasn't even the 4th of July anymore. And uh, anyway, I found out later the game like ended at three or four in the morning. That was my the first my first introduction, you know, my first baseball game. And that was my last baseball game. <laughs> Because I'm like, I mean, when people say baseball, I'm like, oh, I don't know when that's going to end. I don't know if I can commit to that. <laughs> so, and, so. And then you have that you have that great book used to teach the kids reading lessons too. The how to how, how to teach yeah, your kid how to teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons, right. and it's the longest title of a book ever. But that is like the gold standard for teaching your kids how to read. Anyway, in the beginning, it explains, hey, don't make your reading lessons last more than 20 minutes. Set a 20 minute timer. Because the, the little kids, yeah, they this is real hard mental work for them. And they don't do well past about 20 minutes with their with their focus. You need to change to a different subject or do something different after 20 minutes. And I've found that that's for the younger kids. That's definitely true. I don't know how it is for older kids, but the time limits actually, if you go beyond that, it actually backfires. And that's been my experience. So mm. timers are actually merciful and they make it so the time that you use is more effective. And so, yeah, well, let's talk about uh, there, there are other uses of the timer, not just for job time. I, I can think of five. I'm sure there's more, but here they are like bedtime, behavior problems, manners, schoolwork, <clears throat> and and then car trip secret, which we're going to share with you. Oh, here yes, in a minute, you're going to love where, that. Well, let's just start with bedtime where... For a lot of families, and I've heard this over and over again, because we've been doing this for a long time. We've talked to a lot of families. And, and, and even if you haven't been doing this, you know, bedtime can go on and on. It can go on for an hour, two hours. Parents are like, oh, just go to bed. You know, where the kid's like, oh, I forgot my my nightlight. Oh, can I get a book? Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Can I get a drink of water? Oh, I forgot my baseball glove out in the back. You know, it just kids will go on and on. They will stre- try to stretch out bedtime. <laughs> for, but if... But all you have to do, here's the secret, set a 10-minute timer and say, okay, guys, bedtime, timer's going. I'm got, here. I'll brush your teeth. You got, you got 10 <laughs> minutes until the timer beeps. And if they have on the, on the point chart, it should be, uh, one of their goals should be in bed before the timer. Yeah. And they know, oh, wait, if I want those points, I better get into bed before the timer beeps. But then you can add other rewards and stuff. Like, I know, Hannah, you would, um, you'd be like, oh, well, if you guys are in bed by, by, the, by the time the timer beeps, I will read. I'll read a book out in the hall if mm-hmm. everybody's in bed. If you want that story, though, be in bed before yeah. the timer beeps. And it's amazing because instead of 
bedtime going on for 30 minutes or 45 or an hour, it goes on for 10, 10 minutes. minutes. And that's it. And everybody's in bed and they're ready and they're happy to be in bed. They are racing. It's the funniest thing. You have kids running around, racing to get ready for bed and to get into bed. Mothers and fathers of the world, you are welcome. <laughs> okay. So next up, use using the timer for behavior problems. You know, if fighting is a if fighting is a problem in your home, you can use the timer to your advantage. All you do is you set a timer and you set a reward for the if the kids can go an hour by being peacemakers, they'll get a reward at the end of the uh, end of the hour. You know, you give them quick points or they can mark that they accomplished that habit that they have on their list of habits. Whatever it is, and if if fighting's a really bad problem, maybe instead of an hour, you know, maybe you make the reward every five minutes. And then after five minutes go by, you set the timer, five minutes go by. Hey, wow, you guys are peacemakers. You were friends. Way to go. Thank you. Here's your reward. And eventually, you know, peacemaking will become a habit. And, you know, at the end of the day, they may have made two, three, four, however much money. They may have made a few bucks. And you're thinking, oh, that, that's so much money. Why would, I, why, why, why would I pay my kids that much money? We think that's a small price to pay for having peace and harmony in your home. And the neat thing is, is after a while, you know, it won't always be every five minutes. After a while, it'll become a habit. That's the whole idea. And so, you know, instead of five minutes, maybe it'll be every 10 minutes. You guys can go 10 minutes being peacemakers or an hour or half the day or whatever. And eventually it will be a habit. It will be ingrained and you can move on to, to start focusing on other habits like good manners or obedience using the same concept of, of frequent rewards that that's literally why we created quick points yeah. was to find those times for those short periods of time to reward the kids for the behavior that we want to encourage well you have fees that you can charge people for fighting and those those are effective but you know you can only do three fees in a day mm -hmm. and the punishments aren't necessary sometimes but if you have somebody who by eight o'clock in the morning they've already gotten their three fees <clears throat> you need to set something in. It's obviously just a habit where they are fighting and fighting mm -hmm. and fighting. Then setting up a reward system for them is what they need. And something that can be working yeah. towards, not something they're working against. Yeah, again. So we kind of learned that with manners at the dinner table, another way you can use a timer. I, I, I have hypoglycemia. I get a little tense right before dinner. It's the end of the day. Well, and especially so, if dinner's late. Yeah, if dinner's reason. late, then I'm extra tense or whatever. And the kids would be, you know, squirming at the table and poking at each other. And I just you know, don't have the patience for it. I'm like, okay, you go to your room. Oh, you know, you go do this. You, you're you in trouble and you're going to get a fee. And mm -hmm. and I start, you know, getting into punishment mode. Yeah, but your blood pressure's rising. Yeah, and I'm just like, you do that one more time. And, and I found that when I make threats like that, what happens is that the kids would do, back it up just enough so they didn't get in trouble, mm -hmm. but they would keep seeing what they could get away with. Mm -hmm. And so what I noticed is when my husband w was was there and he'd walk in and he'd see that there was an issue going on, he would instead say, hey, guys, I'm going to set a five minute timer. Whoever has good behavior in the next five minutes, I'm going to give you quick points and which quick points are like four cents. Like they're nothing. Anyway, what would happen? All of a sudden, all the kids would sit up tall and straight and have the nicest manners 
Oh, mother, can I help you with anything? What Here. dost thou desire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden they have the manners of Queen Elizabeth. And and they instead of like like seeing what they could still get away with, instead they were trying their very best to have their very best manners. Mm. And so that's the difference between rewards and punishments. And so when there's a bad behavior or, or, or something you're trying to encourage, it does work better to use rewards right. and to reframe things. So oh, I want to punish them right now. Instead, and it's really hard to get out of this habit because my mind automatically goes, if somebody's being sickening, if somebody's like being annoying or rude or something, I automatically think, you know what? They need to be punished. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I, my brain just goes towards I that. that. Yeah, I think it's pretty common. But if you can take that and go, no, I'm going to set up a reward. That works so much better. And I've seen my husband do it. And I know it works so much better. But when I'm, I'm tense or, or stressed out, it's hard for me. I automatically want to go to punishment. And so getting yourself to, to rethink it and go, okay, how can I set up a reward? And the, and the thing is, you don't want to reward them because mm-hmm. they're being boogers. Right. <laughs> I don't. Being boogers. They are. And I don't want to reward them. I'm like, they don't deserve any rewards. But, but, but as soon as you set up that reward, all of a sudden, they're helping each other. They're setting the places. They're sitting up straight and quiet. All, like you said, all for just a couple of points. Rewarding is so powerful and it's yeah. so much easier. And I use it in the grocery store. Like if I have to oh, take a, a bunch trips. of kids uh-huh. shopping, uh-huh. I'll set it up. Hey, every Five 10 minutes. Mi- I'm going to set a 10 minute timer every 10 minutes. Oh, and you can do this too. At the beginning of your shopping trip, you buy a bag of M&Ms or, or, or Skittles or whatever it is and say, okay guys, you know, I'm just going to set the timer. If you guys are helpful for every five minutes, y'all get one Skittle. And it's amazing. The kids will be running or darting around going, oh, what What do you need next, mother? Oh, can I go get the cheese for you? Oh, where there's a key? I loaded all your bags, yeah, you know, it's, and it's... it's for, a, it, for a Skittle. But it's, it's that timer. Oh. But it's the timer. And that's what we're all about is for some reason, setting that timer, it creates that definite limit on the expectations. It's the weirdest thing. It, it helps them out. It, it makes it, so, it, it manageable, I think. But to kind of summarize, you know, the... the when working with manners is when we threaten punishments, the kids have the tendency to test the limits. But when we offer rewards, we get the civility of Queen Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> so, and then you can use the same concept with, with schoolwork where, uh, Hannah, you would use to hire, um, uh, or no, you still do. Yeah, I hire a math tutor through our charter school. And what would happen is she'd come to the house and math class was one hour long. Mm-hmm. And all the kids had their own computers. They had their own Khan Academy accounts. So they were working on their own level at their own pace. Mm-hmm. And the kids all knew math class was an hour long. And so what they would do is stare off into space or poke the person next to them. Because it's an hour of math. Who wants to do an hour of like, math? I'm it's bored. Like, yeah, it's, yeah it's going on forever yep. and I'm bored. And and so pretty soon it was like the, the math teacher was having to deal with all these interpersonal problems mm. and couldn't get them to focus and do their work. And it was like she was babysitting. Yeah. And which isn't why I hired her. I didn't hire her to babysit. I want my kids to do well on the state testing. I want them to excel and take advantage of this awesome tutor that they have there. So what I said to them, I said, hey, math class is one hour. Okay, listen, every topic you pass off during the hour, I'm going to have your teacher tally it. And every topic you pass off, you will get a quick point for. 
And whoever gets the most quick points gets a bonus quick point. Hmm. Okay. And so what happened instead, here I am hiring this math tutor. My kids, instead of passing nothing off or passing one thing off, they pass six or seven things off. I've even had kids pass 14 things off in the one hour. And it's the it's night and day in how effective their 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 schooling is. I also use the timer for reading lessons. Like for younger kids, we're doing a reading lesson, and like I said, I, I keep it to twenty minutes, right? And so I'll set the timer, and I say, "Hey, I'm setting a twenty minute timer. Mm-hmm. I expect you to read from here to here in this book, and if you finish your reading, I'm going to give you one quick point." Mm-hmm. If you don't cry during the whole 20-minute period, you get another quick point. And then while they're reading words that they can't sound out on their own, mm-hmm. I write them down. And I write down 10 of them in within the reading lesson. And I call those their challenge words. And I said, and then if you pass off your all your challenge words, I'll give you another quick point. And if you finish all three of these things, I'll give you a bonus quick point. And so all of a sudden, they're instead of going, I don't want to do my reading lesson yeah. and, and dragging it out and not doing it. And uh, instead of me getting frustrated, I have them working as hard as I can. How many minutes do I have? Oh, no, I'm not going to make it. Ah, you know, reading and trying as hard as they can for four stinking quick points. And and but it's, that, but it's that, a, for some reason having that timer really makes it, it motivates them because they, they know they have a limited amount of time to accomplish the task. Yeah. And most people who have done homeschooling for a while, that's one of the problems you have with homeschooling is homeschooling could go on all day and all night there. You, you don't have the time limits that the school has. And so when you get advice from moms who have done homeschooling for a while, they say, hey, the timer's your friend. Make sure you use a timer and make sure you have an end time for your school day. Don't let it go on till six o'clock at night. You know, have, Because the kids will dread it. You will dread yeah. it. It, just, it goes on and on. Yeah. It's miserable. So you have to use that timer in the home as well. It actually makes things more relaxing. Yeah. And more enjoyable. It's the opposite of militant and stressful and harsh. No, yeah, it's it, it makes things more relaxed and more enjoyable and people know what to expect. So there's less anxiety, not more. Which leads us to car trip <gasps> Okay, secret. this is what you have been waiting for and, and you deserve this if you've listened this far. This is... A, okay, I'm not going to say this is the greatest thing ever, but this is it, really close. Oh, yes, it is. Where it used to be. You know, when you're in the car, you don't have your regular set of consequences that you normally use. You can't you can't send a kid to their room if they're misbehaving. Uh, you, you can't give them a timeout or, or a similar punishment. You can't even give them a spanking. You're driving the car. You know, you're like, what? The kids in the back seat, they're driving you nuts, you know, and, and they know and it. And you're on vacation. This and, is the one vacation you right, take during and, the year. You saved up all this money. You're putting all these resources. This is your vacation. But, they, but at the same time, the kids are cooped up in the car. They don't have any other outlets. They can't stretch their legs. They can't go play. That You can't separate them. Like, it, it's weird, but it's almost... You feel almost, trapped. Yeah, you really do. And so what you, you can feel trapped in your own car on your stinking vacation and you hate it and didn't you have a friend who yeah oh yeah i have a good friend of mine who (laughs) she was getting ready to leave on uh a a trip across the country or something i'm like oh you know and i mentioned her husband and she goes oh no 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 he's gonna fly and meet us there 
he doesn't do car trips. He can't handle it. He can't handle being in, in the car with the kids that long. He, <laughs> he starts going nuts. And, and so he's just told me flat out, I will not ever do that again. Yep. Ever. <laughs> you can do it if you want to. <laughs> you Had know. he known this, though, I think he would change his mind because this is the secret. Yeah. And this is, this is how to make not only it bearable, but actually enjoyable. Yeah. And this is all you do. When you're going on a trip, go to the bank. On, as you're on your way out of the, out of town, stop by the bank and get yourself a big wad of cash. You know, one dollar bills. One dollar bills, and let the kids see it and say, "Okay, guys." And uh, like when we took our trip to McCall, uh, Idaho, we, a few we got two hundred dollars out. Two hundred bucks in cash, one dollar bills. Set it right there on the dash, and I said, "Okay, guys, here's the money you're going to earn for the trip. This is going to be your spending money for the trip. You're going to earn it through good behavior." And I would set a one-hour timer, and for every hour that went by, and the kids were kind, or they were and they were trying to help each other out, and they they weren't causing problems. I'd hand back the dollar and every kid who w- had, had followed the rules and, and the, was, was obedient or helpful or whatever, however we set it up, everyone would get that $1. And after a couple hours, all of a sudden they've got, you know, they've got a few bucks. We need to stop for gas. And they can go into, the, and they would go into the gas station and they would buy themselves treats or whatever they wanted because they had that ex- or we or they would save it. A lot of them would go, "Oh no, 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 no. I'm going to save this for when we stop at Burger King mm-hmm. or I'm going to save this for when we get to the park." Or well, no, I remember our oldest, she saved all of her money for the entire trip, which is like 14 hours and bought herself a shrimp cocktail platter on when, the we beach. Got, when we got to the hotel. And I'm like, I mean, that was really cool. That wasn't what I was expecting. But, you know, it was her money. She could do whatever she wanted with it. But the neat thing is you set that timer. And if the kids don't earn the money, but some of their siblings do, there's that social reinforcer of, oh, wait, I, oh, man. And you'd say, oh, man, I, I'm sorry, little Billy. You didn't earn it this time. But guess what? I'm We're going to start timer the again. timer again. You go. have, another, you have chance. another chance. And, you know, and maybe, maybe an hour is too long. Maybe you have to do it in half hour segments, whatever it is, set the timer and give the kids a dollar for every time limit that, that goes by. And then they, that's how they earn their fun money. They're spending money for the trip because normally, you know, moms, oh, we're at a gas station. Let me go get some snacks for Mm -hmm. everybody. Oh, we're here. You know, we're on vacation. Let's all get treats or, you know, in addition to, yeah, but it makes it fun for them. But the thing is, is it made it fun for them because they were all getting along with each other in the car instead of going, oh, what can I do to tease this person and upset them? It was, okay, what can we do that would be fun? that everybody would be happy and I'll earn my money. And they became better friends Mm -hmm. by the end of the trip, which is the goal of family trips is to bond. And that doesn't happen if there's fighting and stress. Because you're all in close quarters and there's no no way out. So what would happen is the kids would actually, instead of finding ways to needle each other and and to pester each other, they were coming up with games to play with each other and things that, oh, uh, they, they'd be working together. They'd take all those creative juices. Instead of trying ways to fight, they'd come up with creative ways to be kind and, and to develop those friendships. And that's what the family yeah. trip's all about anyway. But this is but this is money pants. This is money pants because you're not spending any extra money on this trip than you would have. Right. And that's the whole concept okay. behind money pants in a nutshell okay. is leveraging money you were already spending anyway. Yeah. So use that on 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 your vacation. You can use it on an airplane. You can use it at <laughs> yes. a, a stay at a hotel. Yes. Or you know if you're at a fancy meal, like at a nice restaurant. And you're you're in Europe somewhere, and you're at a fancy restaurant, and you want to try it. Or at a museum, 
and constantly yes. hand out that money and it's their spending money and then you don't have them oh mom will you buy this souvenir will oh, you right, buy that right. souvenir will you buy this mm-hmm. well how much money do you have left you know what's in your sock it works really yeah. well it is so and cool. so you're and not stressed out and it makes the trip enjoyable and yeah. fun and the kids the thing is though we've talked to our kids about it afterwards and they're like oh i love that I loved. They loved getting the money. They loved having their own spending money and being in charge of what souvenirs they bought and how they spent it. Also, they feel good about themselves because they're treating their family well. Yeah. And so, and and mom and dad, you don't like go, oh gosh, that was the most stressful thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's like, wow, that was really peaceful. That was a really nice trip. And and it actually feels like you were on vacation. We've had, we've had the kids ask us over and over, when are we going on? When are we going to rent a motorhome and go on a trip again? That's how enjoyable it is for them. Yeah. But this, use that concept with, with wherever you're going. Think about it. Okay, I'm going to be spending this money. Let my kids earn it for good behavior on an hourly basis using a timer. Mm-hmm. Okay? So. so you need cash, you need a timer, and you are set. Well, you need to set up what Yeah, and what set you up expect. what oh yeah, yeah, the expectations. No fighting, immediate and exact obedience. Yeah. And kindness, all those yeah. things. And that's it. So you convinced? That is the timer your friend, or is it this horrible mean thing that you impose on other people? Hopefully we've convinced you that the timer is a wonderful tool and you can get a lot of mileage out of the I mean everybody's even got one on their phone. Yeah. You know? So that's it. All that, that's all the time we have for today. You know, if you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They, they may want to hear what we have to say. They may they may like what we have to, to say. They may want to listen too. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll, we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Uh, enjoy some Falcon Jasper Elemental Echoing Entertainment. We'll see you next time.